Hello and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is AJ Falari and I have read the first nine books in the series. It feels weird to say the first nine. Uh, with me today is my friend and closest confidant, India Jones. Oh my gosh, I was expecting you to say Peter. That's so exciting. Hey, AJ. Hi, how's it going? Oh, it's going, you know, it's just, it's, it's going. Uh, with me as well is my, uh, granola friend, Pete Bond. Pete, how's the granola? How's the rice cake? How are our healthy snacks? Oh, they're doing good over here. Thanks for asking, AJ. Nice to see your beautiful face. And we just recorded last episode, so it has no time has passed. We're feeling fresh on the call. And speaking of just recording the last episode, Josh Baker also did that. How you doing? <laughs> Pretty good, and I'm a little offended that you use granola for Pete's, because I mean, I literally have a bag of granola here give next a, to give me. Give us a shake, a shake. I, give I, us a shake. I, I can go get my bag yeah. of granola if we're trying to turn this into a I competition. I can also get my bag of granola if we're talking granola, <laughs> This friends. isn't my only bag, all right? <laughs> all right, I can get some other granola I have too, okay? I have, Come at I have it At my apartment, I have three bags of granola, all different kinds. And, and AJ, how much granola do you have? Uh, We have like a weird kind of milk carton-shaped box of granola. Did, did you get you, it at did your you local get it at your grocery, grocery store? store? I, I got it from my <laughs> local crazy stuff at your local grocery. Can you elaborate? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like a 20-minute drive from my house. Um, I love to talk to Pete about it. It's like exclusively <laughs> the topic of conversation when Pete calls. Uh, no, we are here today recording uh, another episode just 14 minutes after we finished recording the last episode wild it's been two weeks for you and it's been 14 minutes for us we're going to talk about chapters three and four today but before we do that uh do just want to remind you about the malzan stream of the fallen coming up in summertime of this year uh we'll be doing a 10-hour stream for charity uh we'll be have guests we'll play some games we'll do some stuff more details to come Pete, you really look like you want to say something. What do you got on your mind, bud? I was going to say it's been two weeks for the listeners, but 14 minutes for us. It's like the planet on Interstellar when time's moving differently. <laughs> okay. We're... Interstellar spoilers. Okay. <laughs> I'm, you're okay to spoil Interstellar. <laughs> in it, and he is a villain. Okay, everybody. Wow. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> He's a villain? Are you kidding me? You haven't seen that movie? No, I've seen I Interstellar. Not. Isn't he the main character? Who's the main character? That's Matt McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I only saw the last half, um, which let me tell you, is a, conf- is a confusing ride. What the fuck? Josh is <laughs> in the last half. That's the only half he's in. India, what's oh. your temperature on Interstellar? I've never heard of it. Okay. That can't be true. You I have to have heard, I've never of, heard it. of it. I, I Imagine don't, I there's, sw- a, there's an organ. What about, uh, what, okay, what do we all think listen. about? What's our opinion on Armageddon? I'm a big fan of Armageddon. Love Armageddon. Never saw that either. Never seen it. Never gonna close my eyes. I'm never gonna fall asleep because I miss you, baby. Is that the other, is that the one of the two Comet movies, right? Uh, yes. Yes, that's, actually. That's yeah. the one with Bruce Willis. The other one is Deep Impact. Yes. Deep I Impact. love Bruce Willis. I also love Bruce Willis. I hope. You know, I sending sending prayers, positive vibes, sending prayers and positive vibes. Is he not okay? He has Alzheimer's uh, or something. 
He's got oh. real bad dementia. Bummer. Yeah, he's not doing well, Aj. I'm sorry to break the news to you on mic. Sorry. Sorry to so, sorry to, to the listeners if you didn't know and you're a big Bruce Willis head, but I guess if you're a Bruce Willis head, you might have known. Anyway, I'm trying really AJ, try- I guess bleep the spoiler since I guess I should spoil this movie <laughs> that I thought we all knew. I was like, we've all seen this movie. I'm safe to spoil it. I mean, it's a... I don't think we have to... I don't think we need to bleep it. We're fine. Hey, it's, it's the week that the Oscars just happened congrats to the movies pete texted me and asked if i had any uh if i had a bracket and i said everything everywhere all at once sweeps and brendan fraser wins something for the whale and you nailed it and i think i nailed it yeah raise your Uh, hand if you didn't see that coming Let the record show no hands have been raised. Okay, <laughs> but the thing hand. is this. I told H.A. their their ballot would not be counted unless they guessed for all the categories, which they refused to I do. I said everything so, everywhere all at once sweeps, which means everything. Okay, but there's lots of categories where it wasn't nominated. And well, Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser the, wasn't nominated for best original score. Well, everything all at once Pete, was nominated. Did you make, did you make a bracket? Of course, I, it wasn't a bracket. Uh, it was a ballot sheet. And anyway, let's start the show. Where were you when Chris Rock got slapped is really what i want to know um that's how you like that'd be the next generation's way to tell if you're a gen z or a gen y <laughs> what were you doing when chris rock got slapped? when you heard when when the slap heard around the world if the, happened if the answer's not something else then you're a millennial <laughs> yeah <laughs> or somewhere else whatever uh yeah pete you want to get into it well pete's been wanting to get into it for like the last i want to say 17 minutes and we haven't heard the end of it Okay, once again, I'm under attack. All that happens is Cindy attacks me on the show. Okay, I feel like whenever India says anything to me, it's like, I don't understand the question you just said, or she pulls out a knife and stabs me in the throat. First of all, Peter, every question you ask me is three minutes long, and and I get lost. I get lost in it. You do ask India some tough questions. That is n- unfair. And once again, I'm, oh, I bring attack. up a normal complaint and, oh. I, and it's been turned back on God, me. God, someone help this poor person, <laughs> Peter Bond. Chapter three. Philosh has turned 15 and they speak about what is going on and mail. Shirkalal speaks with Scorgan about the ship sinking. Falash struck a deal with Mail, and they use Omtos Falak to seal the leaks. Kaleth, Gessler, and Stormy travel east. They speak of the adjudicators and of this land, the spire, and how the Forkrola sail developed. Garol flies above, thinking about the necessity of assassins. He is worried about Sin and Grub. The two children speak of Kalith and the Forkrilla Sail. Sin knows Garol wants to kill them and thinks of a plan to join the Bone Hunters. Gessler and Stormy talk about their mission to fight the Forkrilla Sail. The snake is in Icarius, but it is time to leave. Something is coming, and Badal thinks the city is killing them. Kisware speaks with Spax about men and women. Spax leaves, and Kisware thinks about the Bone Hunters. Spax then meets with Queen Abrastal, and they talk about their plan to parlay with the Bone Hunters. Tenakalian and Kruhava consider the same thing. Aranicht looks around the camp, thinking about the recent battle. 
She speaks with Bryce about love and their relationship. She felt some hidden power amongst the bone hunters during the battle. Hanavat is in her tent, her wounds being tended to. We see the devastation of the burned tears. Gaul is devastated. He wants to give the burned tears over to the adjunct and then die. His will to fight is gone. We're on the ship. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. India, <laughs> what do you think about being back with the pirates, back with Shirkalal? Uh, the ship is sinking, but then Falash makes it not sink. What do you think about all this? Loved, loved every second of it. Great open to a chapter. Very fun. Fun and light. Silly. A good way to bring us back. Um, we mm. haven't seen Shirkalal in a while. Like, like we have, you know, but like. Not in any way that makes me feel, and still really honestly, not that much, but mm. any moment with Shirk is fun and cool, and I mm. love it. And Falash is interesting. <laughs> Falash is interesting, right? I totally agree. I'm like, what's what's your deal here? Um, Literally. But no, I totally, I totally get what you're saying about Shirk. Like, I, it feels like at the last half of Dust of Dreams, it was like, and Shirk's doing this. Anyway, we move on. Um, but having Shirk be like the first thing in this chapter, I think is... Uh, is good for her you know she's worked hard and she deserves it mm-hmm. Agree. um josh any feelings about this weird omtos flack energy uh we'll talk about it again later in in these chapters but yeah i mean i i well first off i said la- in la- the last book that there are such strict rules about magic and yeah. it's very curious that felash is either so powerful to it seems ignore them or <laughs> is able just understands better how to make certain deals i don't know but it's it's very interesting to me and i, I mean we obviously we know there's more to her than meets the eye but mm-hmm. i'm very curious if we're gonna learn more about how she's able to do this crazy shit yeah so yeah but uh hype that they're not gonna sink because yeah. i love them i think maybe it's just puberty you know I think we've all frozen the errant ship, you know, while we were going, you know, we were all hormonal, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, Pete, what about you? What do you what do you think about this this Shirkalal stuff? I mean, do you do you like hanging with Shirk? This uh, I like Shirkalal a lot. I've never loved the pirate storyline, if mm. I'm being honest. With you. <gasps> yeah, I think um, a lot of the so... draw for me is it's just like fun because it's pirates. No, and I like in my mind I should love it because I love Shirkalal. I think Falash is interesting for for a couple of reasons, but uh, I don't know. I've just never it's never been my little thing, you know. Yeah, Josh, what do you think? Uh, with Kalith Gessler Stormy, you know, we're hanging out with the Kachain again. We get some Garal stuff. Do you have any feelings about this kind of weird collective that we've got going on now that Sin and Grub are also here? I have never felt that there was a less likable collection of characters <laughs> to be put together okay. that are supposed to be sort of having a fun time. And I, I mean... It is just a wild collection to me. Mm-hmm. I love Stormy and Gessler, although sometimes Stormy and Gessler are a little much because, like, they sometimes are very, very, very mean to each other. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I'm like, what is your relationship? And then, <laughs> you know, Kaelith's sad and defeatist and the Kachain Shamal are insects or lizards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a weird group. And then you add Sin and Grub to the mix. Like, yeah. and they're inscrutable. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess Grubbs slightly better, but like it wasn't that long ago that he was some weird kid walking around the battlefield picking up bones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He was very much like a toddler, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. He was like five in that book, right? Yeah. And now he's years old. <laughs> he is age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's age. Um, it's a weird crew. Um, yeah. But I... I shockingly am, am kind of excited to see where they go. Also mm. excited for the possibility of them linking up with the Bone Hunters because how the fuck do those armies march together side <laughs> by side? Don't know. Can't wait. What's that? I, we find we just start giving the Kachin Chamal funny names. Oh, oh this is uh, Red Tooth. And uh, funny name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that red tooth. That's that that's, that's Scaly the Rascal, you know? <laughs> There's at okay. least one who's getting the name oh, like hey, shit breath. That one's Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie. <laughs> this one's Gerard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pete, we're back with the snake for a moment, but all thinks the city's killing them. I mean, you know what happens here, obviously, but like what it when you first read this, did you think the snake would end up in Acarius and then it would be like, and here's where they live and like make their new society? Or were you like, no, they're not going to stay here for for a very long time? Did you th- did you think they were going to leave as quick as quick as they do? No. <laughs> wow. The that's actually one of the, were... Can I just tell you that is probably the most definitive answer pete has ever given when asked about their first time reading this series uh josh what do you think did you think we were going to spend more time in acarius because i did i mean after the last book yeah is that what you mean yeah and we had to come back there's too much lore here there had to be we had to come back here at some point but did you think because because badal's whole thing here is like oh we have to leave because the city's killing us did you think that was going to be the conclusion oh well i didn't think they were going to live in the glass city in the desert forever with no one else um sure. but i mean now that i've said that out loud that's really could have been a possibility i guess that's, that's what i thought was gonna happen <laughs> yeah I, I could see that being a thing that happens <laughs> um but uh it also okay actually rephrase Mm. it does make a lot of sense to me that they have to leave because uh, just in terms of pages spent on this (laughs) storyline it has to lead to something sure and the something could of course be all of the all of these allied armies going and finding Acarius and meeting these kids mm-hmm. but then what does that serve don't know kind of a weird thing so mm-hmm. i they have to end up with the other armies and i don't think all the other armies were going to magically run into Acarius on accident yeah i don't know if i felt like the snake was going to be a recurring character if I'm being totally honest with you, I feel well, like I th- I would not have been shocked if the snake itself stayed, but Badal and Held and and Rut mm. left. You know what I mean? I could have mm. seen the few of them kind of going their way and 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 linking up somehow. If the, yep. if the whole snake leaves again, that's a stunt. Yeah, Josh, I I, I think that's that is a really interesting point. I was hoping that we would never see them again. Um, <laughs> wait, so does that mean though that they're really gonna have to like? They're going to be in this story. Like, what is their purpose? What do you guys feel about? Like, what what is the point of of, of this? What? That's what I was. That's what I was yeah. saying. India. Yeah, the, the, Same that, boat. that's why I think they have to leave. Couldn't we have just left them? Well, so when they leave, I hope that's the end. Like, but they can't. It can't. We spent so many pages with them. There, yeah. it has to lead to something. I'm sick of that. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. We've we've spent a lot of pages with a lot of people for less. 
Yeah, Andy, I thought the same thing. I thought we would be done with them after Dust of Dreams. Like they would get their like quote unquote kind of weird, weird slash happy question mark ending. Um, exactly. Of them, like they've arrived at a city. Everything's fine. Um, but no, I guess they're in this book and they are doing stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Something I did want to bring up um, and I wanted to bring it up last episode, but I actually think it might be better to bring up here in the last episode in chapter one. Cotillion is talking to those three dragons named Eloth. Kals and Ampelis, which are also the names yes, of, of the Rudids. The Rudids. Yes. Uh, yes. And also Icarius is Icarium. So does that mean Icarium's a dragon or what is going on? <laughs> what do we think about this? Uh, uh, Josh, well, do you have... Yeah. So this is Icarius, the city he built for the Jagged a long time ago. Um, and he was oh, in right. one... Of, yes. yes, he was in one of... He was, he was in Ampelis. No, Ampelis was unrooted and that was the one that uh, Caliph's people were in. Yes. He was in one of the other ones. Yeah, I did bad. catch I, that I too. Them. And I I suppose what we learn from that is that either the Kachinchamal worship dragons or are somehow descended from dragons or something like that. Um, did we skip that section? Because that was that was the very was that the very first thing in the It was the very first, first chapter. It was the second time we see oh, Catalian in that chapter. Yeah, um, yeah, we didn't talk about that. That I mean that shit's so sick. Yeah, we kind of uh, combined them, if I'm remembering correctly, when, yeah, when yeah. Pete asked me what I thought what I thought of Cotillion, I forgot to bring it up. That was a couple weeks ago, you know. It was a memory. couple weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Um, and I forgot that Icarus was the Jackhead City and not a, a rooted city. So that's my mm-hmm. bad. Um, anyway, moving on. Kissware talks. Spax is there. Anybody have any impressions of this? Uh, India, what do you what do you think about what Kissware is up to hanging out with uh, the what's rest? What's left of the burned tears or not the burned tears? Sorry, um, the the buh, what's their name? Oh, you're talking Kissware. The Bolcondo, oh. the bo- she with the Balcondo. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, misspoke. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Queen yeah. of Brastel and, and stuff. Where are they? Where the hell are they? And why is there a queen? Well, there's a queen because they're just this, there is but... just a queen of Balcondo. That just is the thing. What what do you mean? Why is there a queen? Do the, and and these and Kissware. I always thought that Kissware was a part of the Bone Hunters, or at least with them. She is. She's the one that left to, to go find the allies and be like, "Yo, move faster." Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. why she doesn't want to go back because she fucked up. A little. Did bit. she fuck up? Kind of. Well, she doesn't really want to be with them if because if you remember correctly. Uh, in the last book, um, Masangalani revealed that they're trying to revive the crippled god and not kill him. And Kisware was like, hey, that fucking sucks. So I think part of her is like, if we don't wind up going back to the Bone Hunters, that's fine with me. But mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong in thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, Kisware is the one that's not really in it. And not Center really in is it. in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they are just on their way back to continuing their way, I guess, to the Bone Hunters. Did you, uh, do you have any feelings about that? where are they? The Bone Hunters are just farther into the wastelands yeah the kissware and co are like imminently going to meet tavor Mm -hmm. in chapter five assumedly well and they're on the way yeah Yeah. tavor and company i think have stopped for quite a few days to sort of lick their wounds yeah because tavor was like fully dead (laughs) yeah (laughs) crazy yeah they Um, all got pretty fucked uh at the end of the last book mm -hmm. yeah it was pretty bad but before we get to actually getting back to catching up with the bone hunters and stuff in the next chapter. Uh, we do some catching up once more with Aaronicht and breeze 
Josh, what do you make of their this romance? What do you think about this? I mean, it was a romance. And then at the end of the sent at the end of the paragraph with them, it felt it felt like a, a moment had passed. I don't know. It's um oh. made me feel really sad, honestly, because they recorded. They were sort of I think we were in I think we were in Breeze's head. Yes. Bryce's head. However you want to say it. Mm-hmm. We were in his head and uh he sort of reflects on how hard it is to be not only her superior, but for her to have her own crazy responsibilities and to balance that with like being in this sort of relationship with him. And uh, I actually thought it was one of the better takes on relationships in the series. And it has lasted almost no time and is hasn't even hardly been official. And it really feels like is already over. Yeah, and I, I might be wrong. I could have been reading more into that last line than I should have, but uh, I really liked it. I agree with what you said, Josh. I feel like the two of them have one of the most normal ass mm-hmm. fucking relationships in the series. So one might call it healthy. <laughs> well, yeah, one might call it healthy. I do think this line is really nice. Um, they're just talking about how like how they each are different than other people in their lives that they have talked to. Bree says, I am not reflected in you just as you are not reflected in me. Uh, so what is it that we found here? And she says, how should I know breeze? It is as if I stand facing you from an angle no one else can find. And when I'm there, nothing rises between us, a trick of the light and your fortifications vanish. So you feel vulnerable. I just think that's like a really sweet mm-hmm. sentiment. Yeah, it's really yeah. sweet. It's really good. India, what do you, do you have any feelings about this? Uh, this budding, maybe dying love? I don't, I didn't think it was dying. I think mm. it's still budding. I, I think you're right. I think a lot of the times in, in these books, it's like it either we don't we don't do any like we, we we are kind of friendly for an entire book. And then we are like together at the end and we love each other more than anything. Or it's like we like bang once and that's it. But this feels like there is like a longevity to it. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of ebbing and flowing and like we're talking about personal things and it's getting a little weird. But maybe we move on with it, you know. And then finally, um, we get kind of a mirror of that one scene we got in the last book of Gaul, um, like loving mm-hmm. everything and like loving his family and stuff. And now that he's been like shot down or mm-hmm. beat down by the, the Kachan Naruk, he's like, fuck this, fuck everything. I'm telling everybody that I'm like, they shouldn't follow me anymore and I'm just going to die. This is really sad. This is really sad. Huge bummer. Oh my god! This, yeah. What do you think about this stuff? What do you What do you well, think about I this? I talked stuff? about it before. I just yeah. find the whole Gaul burn tears situation and, and just the burn tears storyline throughout the series particularly moving. I mean, mm. you know, so I and that extends to the kind of how he is kind of putting this on himself in this way. Yeah. And he's obviously kind of filled with this guilt and this self blame, and it's just eating him up. It's like totally, uh, totally wrenching. So yeah. it's a little selfish. Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit, I suppose, if he is like leading these people. But if he feels like he's failed in leading these people, you know, he's like, well, I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, every one of his kids is dead. Yeah. Uh, every one of his kids is dead and he won't sleep with his s- sister-in-law. Who is it that tries to seduce him? And he's uh, like, It I'm- is the it is his son's wife. His it's, son's I believe wife. it's his That's son's wife. Was. Correct. Yeah. I just want to end off with the this final section um, or she tells him. The Wiccans would have died just as your warriors died. No different. Battles are lost. It is the world's way, but you still breathe. Gather up your people. They look to you. And he says, no, I'm not going to lead anybody into battle. And then she leaves and he thinks to himself, I know what this is. It is fear. For all my life, it has waited for me out in the cold night. 
I have done terrible things, and my punishment draws near. Please hurry. For this night, it is very cold, and it draws ever nearer. Just so, so fucking upsetting. Uh, Makes me really, really sad. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. does anybody else have any more articulate thoughts than it makes me sad before we move on to uh, chapter four? I don't. Beautiful. But I did want to just reiterate, thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We don't have a section to do it today because we just recorded our last episode, but thank to everyone who supports us, makes the show wildly sustainable, mm-hmm. and uh, we hope you are well. Um, yeah. Special, and also, special, shouts out, special shouts out to my boy, Lil Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Chapter four. Blistig thinks back on Keneb's death. He thinks on his life and how Tavor has taken it from him. Faradan's sort is surprised when Kindly orders a kit inspection. She speaks with Scanero about that approach and the battle. And the Bone Hunter's belief that Ruth and Good is dead. Banishar feels the worm of autumn stirring. Kundral warriors ask Dead Hedge to join the bridge burners. After some discussion, he allows them. They bring a new energy to the bridge burners. We meet Gaunt Eye and Rib, two new soldiers. They speak with Bat and Gruck, and then we see Sinter return who asks about her sister and what has happened. Ruffle speaks about the trick to fighting the short tails. Sinter speaks with the menders as they're recovering from battle. Herb speaks with the marines. Fiddler's squad, Wittershins, Throat Slitter, Dead Smell, and Balm all discuss the battle and what Lestara Yill did. Shortnose joins his squad, and they elect Korab to Corporal. Cuddle thinks about the loss of Bottle, and how the fourth squad is hurt. Lestara Yil talks to Hanar Vigolf about the Shadow Dance and feeling reborn. Banishar encounters Blistig, who seems different, exposed, someone who cares desperately what others think of him. Dead smell is brought to heal Tavor. He glimpses inside her spirit and begins to weep. Tavor is healed and brought out to parley. All right, we are back with the Bone Hunters slash Bridge Burners, question mark. Uh, we just kind of hop around this whole camp doing stuff. Yep. Um, I think I kind of want to just kind of freeform. Josh, was there anything that kind of caught your eye here in this in this kind of, you know, reintroduction to the the Bone Hunters here? Honestly, I've never felt more into the soldier shit than this chapter. Yeah, really baby. good. I feel like. It took so long, 
but I feel like the last book just pounded us over the head with their fucking names so many times. <laughs> and we didn't take two months off of reading this time that for the first time I've gotten into this and been like, oh, yeah, all of the people I know. Got it. I'm here. Um, it's taken a long time to feel that way about them, but sure. Thought it was really great. Really interesting to see all the squads reforming. Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah. All right. I wanted to ask a quick cue to everyone. I because a lot of different sections you touched on here. AJ, did anyone find? Did anyone think these fist blistig complaints Ugh. were hashtag relatable, understandable, or well founded? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of just like that's like what being in the military is a little bit. I find him reprehensible. <laughs> Okay, and last, India? Hate. Okay, a lot of, so we're not really, we're not really seeing his point of view. It's definitely bad vibes, yeah. Do you agree with him? Um. No comment. (laughs) Say it, come on, say it. A lot of, a lot of blistic hate. I, uh, I can sympathize with feeling like, like, I understand why he's thinking that way. For sure. I mean, it makes, it makes total sense for me why his character thinks this. So, yeah, I agree. Do I think he's like fairly characterizing the events? <laughs> um, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe no. But um, can I actually one thing he is right about, in my opinion, is to made a massive mistake in making him fist. <laughs> I do agree with him there. Josh, I feel like you said that like six, ch- six episodes ago. I did. And it's only gotten more intense. I did. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a dumb. He, uh, mm. Every time we circle back, you're like, oh, and by the way, Blistic should never have been made fist. He did not deserve it. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, ah, I feel so strongly about this now. I get it. She didn't have a lot to choose from, but mm, mm. Mm. Pete. Yeah, there is a correct answer. What was your favorite little vignette here? Okay, interesting. Oh, There's okay. a correct answer. Just had to think. Mm-hmm. Looking, thinking. Okay. Easy. It's all the Banishar stuff. Wrong. It's uh, Captain Kindly telling everybody to inspect their kits because he wants to get oh, their minds really off of being fucking sad. Yeah, it's really and good. Farad and Sort falls for it, and then they're like, "No, no, no! <laughs> I'm this is I did this on purpose." Have we talked about it? Do you know it's a great bit? The pores. Oh my title god! Bit. And also, okay, he's kind of a monster for monopolizing all the goods right now, but yeah. it is so fucking funny. All it's the really time. funny. It's and really funny. I also, hate it personally. I okay. Well, I want to say you hate it, AJ. We met them in fucking. You know what book it was? It was book two, five. Oh, um, it's no, book f- not book five. You're it's wrong. book three. Then it's whatever one that Cars is introduced in. Four, four. Oh, it's four. Fuck, I didn't think it was four. Oh yeah, it's- I got it. It is book four. We're introducing him in book four, and if you told me then that Lieutenant Pores is actually the ship bag and kindly is with it insane to me what a payoff it's the turn it's good it's really really good it's in his name all along (laughs) it's in his name we thought it was ironic pete you uh you first pointed out this banishar stuff what do you what 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 struck you about this okay if i'm gonna be honest Hmm. we're reading we're rereading the series and in my mind i'm like i love banishar i i just feel this deep in my heart sure bad take and 
Bad and taste. then we oh. and then, <laughs> then we get to book six, and I'm rereading the book, and I'm like, wait, why do I love Banishar? Mm. This is like a very like, what is it about him? And then uh, we're reading a little more. I'm like, wait, I do love Banishar. And then when I get to these sections, I'm like, and and just this whole last book, I'm like, yeah, Banishar rules, and I love him just because he's like and- a drunk guy waiting for his big worm to take him. I think the answer is because he's kind of a pathetic guy. Yeah, um, he's kind of an, a worm of autumn, if you will. He's yeah. he's just kind of a little worm of a guy. But and I know that sounds a little rude. But what I mean is, I think I've just always loved characters that are just are a little just pathetic. They're just pathetic <laughs> little guys who don't who don't know what's going on. You know, like yeah. I love Crocus. Do you mean Crocus? Mm-hmm. Definitely a bit of a pathetic little pathetic guy. Pathetic little meow meow is the phrase you're looking a p- for. Pathetic little meow meow. Yeah. Um, they're just a little like. They're just like, guy, what are you doing? You know, and that's how I feel about Banishar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and uh, I, I rest my case. Sure, sure. India, was there anything specifically that jumped out to you? Oh, yes, Pete. There also is cool stuff about him as a character and like him as a priest and what that means. But like I did a whole bit, so I'm going to step back just. But no, I do like Banishar. Cool. India, was there anything in here that jumped out to you in, in any of these sections? India, this is a little later in the chapter, but we catch up with Lestari Yill. Um, we haven't seen oh. her since she did her fucking shadow dance. Um, sexy. Sexy. And also cleansing, question mark. She says that uh, she, Hanar Vygolf asks about it and she's like, oh, actually, this wasn't a shadow dance. This was actually the same shadow dance. And I was, it was like, I was Cotillion and now I'm scrubbed clean and I'm a new person. What do you think about the vibes of this? Yeah, that was fucking weird. Um, it went mm-hmm. from being cool and sexy to like, uh, this is often strange. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do remember some weird last book, some weird conversation between her and Cotillion. I don't remember what. Oh, you know what? You're right. What did they talk yeah. about? And like, I feel like she was like resistant about something. Sure. And I'm feeling like this This could have been in some that way. Um like part of the grand plan mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. it was weird didn't like it but i'm I'm glad that she's feeling clean and reborn question mark <laughs> yeah i oh god i have such a i i feel so strongly the opposite way andy i thought that was such a to me that felt like lostara's reward for just like years and years of being like a pawn a lot of the time for cotillion and and for others and like mm-hmm. That was her one, like, she finally, like, had a person that she was, like, kind of interested in and she needed to protect multiple people, which she has, I mean, failed to do so a number of times throughout the series. And I thought this was, like, a really nice moment of, like, she is a, like, her god steps in and is like, no, this is the time, it, you, 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 this is the time you have to succeed. And just, like, mm. how crazy must that be to be like, all right, I'm gonna do this thing I've not done in a while. And then, like... <laughs> 30 seconds later you wake up and there's like 600 people dead and you're like what happened if only i could shake my ass and kill 600 people uh, <laughs> the shock waves from the cheeks clapping together literally <laughs> um yeah i uh i think that stuff is really sick i'm really curious to see what this means for Lestara moving forward in this book. Cause the last time we saw Cotillion like be someone, it was Absalar and that did not work out well. Right. Exactly. Um, And that was like against her will. Yeah. And I, I think this is a different situation for sure, 
but it is still like Cotillion working through a, a, a mortal person, um, which is just not good vibes, I don't think. Yeah. Talk about being like a legitimate pawn, Josh. Mm, true. Uh, okay. Uh, we've all touched on spots now. Let's just catch, or let's just get the rest of the stuff that we did not get to yet. Love this. Josh, what did you think about the uh, remaining burned tears going to hedge and being like, Hey, they won't let us be bone hunters. Can we be bridge burners? This is, uh, you know, it's weird. <laughs> I, the whole bridge burner thing is weird and I don't get it, but I do kind of get the idea of like making your own legend. And I guess that's what they're doing. And it is kind of sick. I, I like it a lot. Um, good on these burned tears too for, for wanting to do more. Yeah. I think, um, what did you think about this whole, like they, they salute and whatnot and hedges like, we don't do that here. Like, what did you think about this? Like there is no hierarchy quote unquote. I, you know, it's so I, part of the bridge burners are so rooted in myth, you mm. know? And I love, I love that hedge is just constantly creating that myth. <laughs> He's never not, creating the myth of the bone hunters True. everything is about this is what bone hunters or sorry bridge burners mm. everything is about what the bridge burners do and have done and will and it's it's really i like i like it a lot yeah pete what about you i know we had that whole conversation in the last book kind of about the malazan empire and stuff and and like how the the books kind of not flip-flop but they 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 have kind of mixed messages about you know the goodness or not of empire but what did you think about the uh all of this, this bridge burner stuff. Did you, did you think this was cool? Did you like it? Did you think it was weird? All I will say to Josh's point, and I know what you're saying there, AJ, but it's, it's just, a, that's such a big subject in these books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, so I'll, yeah, I hear you. Um, but I will say, uh, I, I think on this specific regard, I feel like it's always been baffling to me, this kind of totally unexplored and untalked about element where sometimes will people will be like, oh, what made the bridge burn is great, or what made the Malazan Empire's armies great, was like that individuals were empowered and had the power to do whatever they thought was a good idea, sure. and this kind of bred innovation or, or like cleverness in, in soldiers or something. And to me, that kind of imagines a totally alternate idea outside of like traditional military structures, which are pretty codified and, and pretty like hierarchical in that sense you know so what would it mean to have an empire and an imperial military have a completely different type of system like that mm -hmm. is something completely uh unexplored and confusing to me and how it works in the narrative is also confusing because i also think this is being presented as a good thing tacitly mm. because the Malazan Empire, since it, it is successful by that, by on their terms, which means they've conquered a lot of stuff. And I think our position are centered in a position of power. It's like, OK, so I guess that's a good thing. Mm. But what does that mean? Do you mean it's mm. like I feel like it doesn't actually there's not a lot of clarity with what it means in the story to have a have this type of individual individualized military. So then when someone says it's a good thing, I, I guess I'm so completely lost. So that's mm. basically my thoughts. Mm. I don't know if that made any sense. No, I think I think there was some stuff in there, but but it's definitely like you said, mm -hmm. it's it's a much mm -hmm. it's a much bigger thing, I think, than than just this individual meeting. So there's a bunch of other little stuff in here that kind of uh, I don't have many feelings about uh but in the very end here dead smell is finally brought to heal tavor 
Um, some point earlier in the chapter, Detsnilla said, like, my magic feels real cold. It's very strange. And they're like, it's fine. Um, so then they go uh, to heal Tavor. Uh, and he does. Uh, but he is really upset about it. Because um, he basically says, I, I saw inside her mind and her soul. And she is so sad and so, so fucked broken. up. <laughs> um, Josh, what would you think about this? I mean, I, I thought it was really the magic system in this series is so cool. And the idea of Hood's realm being gone, but being replaced by Omtos Falak, his, sure. his original Warren. Really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. A lot of thoughts there. But uh, I, I mean, Tavor is such an important character. And I mean, Steve told us in the first or second book that like she's the character that mm-hmm. we like never get into. And so this is like one of three peaks inside of her that we've had in these 10 books. So I I thought it was really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. I I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's really cool. I think they're when they're like, Oh God, I don't remember exactly what it is, but when, when they like puzzle out that like, Oh, it's Omtos Falak because hood is Jag hut. I think that was like an awesome little, little section. And then here at the very end, India, um, the Volcondo arrive with, uh, Aaron and everybody, um, and we end off here with Spax talking with the Atricida and the Atricida like, Hey, what's the Everteen Legion up to? Uh, cause he just sees them like walking or she just sees them like walking around camp and Spax says, what are they doing? Atricida spirits below they're being human because they are just kind of coming together as people. What did you, what did you think about this kind of ending? You know, these two separate armies kind of coming together being like, we're all people. We're all kind of, you know, everything's kind of been fucked for all of us. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of trauma that's gone down for these little soldiers. So I think, um, it's a nice, like, I don't know if I had the proper vocabulary to express how I felt about this, I would, but (laughs) sure. I don't know. It's, it, you know, a lot went on. They're all just kind of trying to get their shit together and figure it out yeah. in the wasteland. And I feel for them. And I think that's true. Like, they just need a fucking moment to mm-hmm. just be human. For real. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it's really great to to see this this moment. You know, I think it's really it's really, um, I don't know, kind of a hopeful cap on the end of this this book. That's like this section of the book. Um, book one and i kind of like this little group i'm kind of intrigued i think it's cute I'm... Mm-hmm. so yeah. josh yeah. you I... might you might just get that group that you've always wanted i would love that <laughs> so much um pete how about you do you have any feelings about this this final moment here this uh they're being human no i have nothing to add i think india did a good yeah. job of articulating my feelings i totally agree uh and oh, i God, think thanks. i think uh in retrospect the title of this book he was a soldier, uh, I think is really good. Um, book one, mm-hmm. he was a soldier. And uh, so, yeah, that will bring us to the... No. Whoa, okay. It was brought up in the Discord, and I believe AJ literally said we should do this. Yeah, uh, I forget what I... We should briefly talk about the fact that book 10 is structured in the same way as yes. Part of the Moon, unlike the other eight books in the series. Yeah, I, uh, I love that. I think that's really cool. Do you have feelings about that, Josh? It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty sick. What about you, Pete? Uh, since we're sharing unrelated thoughts. Um, okay. How did you guys feel cracking open? I feel like it's in such an insane move. You crack it open. Oh, what's that? There's like 
50 new characters. Oh, yeah, add. of course. The very first thing we do is is new Three names. new full, four full pages of names. Well, of course. On top of, on top of the already long Dust of Dreams appendix, you know? Yes. 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 I also did think it was uh, interesting to note there's no prologue here. Uh, similar to how yes, there was, I did notice there was that. no epilogue in nine. There's no prologue here. Um, mm-hmm. So really just, you know, we are just on one big story. Yeah. Yeah. India, did you did you uh, notice or do you care about the uh, the construction of this book being the same as the first book? We're split into seven books here. I didn't know that, but I read it. And because, you know, me just trying to figure out what the book means and sure. running into things always. Yeah. So I did read that and I did find that interesting and cute and I like it and like mm-hmm. Um, Steve's like, I don't remember what I was thinking. I wrote that book 25 years ago. And I'm like, mm, don't you, Steve? Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it just sets a really great, great vibe going in. You know, it's kind of just we're back, we're back to our roots. Everything is cyclical. History repeats itself, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Listen, AJ, thanks for hosting. You did a wonderful job. I'm looking forward to everyone as we tune in next week to talk next time about all the takers of my days. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to herald a prediction about what may happen in no. book two, all the takers of my days? Absolutely not. I don't think we'll meet any new characters. <laughs> okay. That's my hot take. That's a bold prediction. No oh, new characters. Wow. I can't wait to meet seven new children from the snake. <laughs> Fuck. Oh shit, you're right. You didn't know about you didn't know about Trickfubka? <laughs> they see into the future. Yeah. This is Parla. They were asleep the whole time because they have uh they they need to keep their blood sugar high, so they, hey, they went into hey, a catatonic state until they had a snack. Do you remember the old matron? She shit out another species. <laughs> it's never been seen before. And it looks like this indescribable nonsense. <laughs> and I've decided to name it doo-doo shit. <laughs> Um, thank you all so much for listening. We will be back in two weeks and I'm about to do my credits thing. So I will leave it there. If you want to talk to us on Twitter or Instagram, we're at 10 baby books. We are 10 baby books at Gmail. Uh, I will talk to you in a second, but if he, I, you want to say something, AJ, I almost never do this, but I do think we might meet a new character. <laughs> spoilers. I don't mean spoilers. to. I don't mean to spoil you for the this first time crazy. in the series. I did look ahead. I can confirm. Maybe we'll meet a new character. Uh, when I say new, you say character. New character. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here sitting next to my cat. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes, you can always email us 10 at gmail.com. Tweet us at 10 or you can head on over to discord bit.ly slash VBB discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D discord. That link will also be in our show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash 10 very big books. That link also in the show notes. And another quick reminder that this summer we will be doing the Malazan stream of the fallen 10 hour charity stream. Uh, So keep an eye on our socials and on the discord for all of the information about that more to come soon. And 
as always. Thank you so very much to Dan Gesrick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for opening day vibes. Thank you as well to Resident He Was Goo the whole time. Scout Wilkinson for the special art she is providing for this season. You can follow her at Humble Goat on Twitter. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro tracks, is by the one, the only Amaranthan from his album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with his other music on Bandcamp.com. Links to all of their pages will be in the show notes, and 10 Very Big Books will be back in two weeks on April 14th, talking The Crippled God, Book 2, All the Takers of My Days. Talk to you then, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>